Hello and welcome back to Struggling with the Bums. Uh, today we are going to tackle a classic topic. Um, a I don't even know how to say it, an endemic, if you will, of all college students, and that is alcohol. Um, we've all had our struggles with it, not our ups and our downs, but today we have a special guest, a friend of the bums, uh, Jacob Wilwam, here with us to discuss it. Uh, where do you want to introduce yourself and, and kind of like your, your page as well, maybe? Yeah, what's up, everyone? Hey, guys, like they said, my name is Jacob Wilwam. I went to college with all these bums. Um, graduated the same year as most of them. Um, yeah, so I studied essentially, I'll give a little backstory on me since I know you guys have introduced yourself on the, on the pod um, in episodes past, but I studied to go to law school essentially. Um, when I was about a junior, maybe even end of sophomore year, I realized that that's not what I wanted to do, but I was far enough into the major that I figured I'd just bust it out because it'd be useful for what I want to do in, in a certain realm. But essentially, I want to start my own brewery. So, um, you know, ever since college, beer has kind of consumed my life. And since we're talking about beer today and alcohol, what better way to rip it ill Why we talk here, guys. But um, that's a little bit about me. Um, and so I'm sure we'll dig deeper into kind of more specifics of alcohol and, and some of our experience as well, like Eddie had mentioned. But yeah, I'm fired up to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We're very, very happy to be with you. And, uh, you know, a big thing that you've been doing recently, uh, around the time that we actually started this idea for the podcast, which is kind of funny, was uh, you did start your own page on Instagram and kind of your own, uh, I don't want to say identity, it's not quite a podcast, but, you know, you do uh, alcohol reviews, specifically a beer, and I, you know, I got your shirt on right now, I'll have to post that on Insta, <laughs> Everyday Ale Reviews. Um, do you want to give us like a little background to like what inspired that? I know you mentioned you want to do your own brewery, but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So kind of something um, during the pandemic, as we all had a lot of time to think, um, I just wanted to kind of share my passion and knowledge and just kind of keep learning myself. Um, And that's kind of what sparked it. And I was like, okay, how can I turn this into a fun creative outlet? Um, Because while, uh, you know, I want to be serious in some form and capacity, at the end of the day, we're talking about beer. And so you want to keep it lighthearted and you want to keep people engaged. And so I was trying to come up with a fun way to do that. And so I started everyday overview on Instagram. Um, and for a while I was doing it literally every day. That was kind of where the name came from. And man, that took a toll on my gut. Um, you know, it was really fun, but it also took a toll on my wallet as well. And so I wanted to kind of scale it back. And also when I first started it, it was kind of everything was just off the top of the dome. There was no, you know, I'm going to say this, I'm, you know, it was just, what it was raw it was real and i thought that was kind of uh, an authentic part of it and it was really fun um but then as it kind of progressed and it grew a little bit i wanted to kind of hone in a little bit and make it more uh a little more serious but more knowledgeable because i thought that i or i felt as if i was maybe trying to do too much humor and not enough um explanation on on the product that i was reviewing um so i kind of scaled it back a little bit started doing it you know maybe three times a week two times a week um but lately it's been a while just with the move and everything um i've been work i've been slammed with that so i'm trying to get get it going again but i did make shirts uh got a bunch of them out to the boys eddie thanks for repping um so it's been fun um you know i want to now moving forward i think try and get more guest reviews on um i know how you guys kind of are able to to link up try to do something like that um, and, you know, have a side-by-side pairing of a video or something with some of my friends, especially back in college, you know, because we, you know, we all loved our beer. And so 
um, yeah, that, that's a little bit about the page. I love it. I honestly, it brings me, it makes me super happy. It makes my day just doing them. And, and you know, it's gotten some pretty good feedback. So, um, you know, whether it gets one view or a million views, I, I just enjoy doing it truly. So. Absolutely. I think we can all, we all resonate with that. I mean, having started this podcast essentially along, I mean, not along the lines of making, you know, talking about alcohol, but just about life in general, but obviously we're here talking about alcohol too, but you know, all having a good time about that. Yeah, um, uh, definitely played a part in the bums uh, highlights yeah. and downfalls for sure. Absolutely. And we'll get into definitely one of those alcohols that the bums no longer uh, like to partake in drinking later um but one more question before we really get into like this kind of group discussion on more alcohol uh witty is you want to talk a little bit just before we get into about making alcohol yeah absolutely so um within the past year i've had the pleasure of making a batch of wine as well as making um, two batches of beer now um i first started with the beer uh back in november of last year um, and for me, it was about, and this holds true to most um, brews, but it was about a month long process. Um, and what I mean by that is it's really only two days of hands-on stuff for a few hours and the rest is just waiting around. Um, so you gotta let it ferment for a while, but essentially with the beer, um, you take your ingredients, your, your grain, your malt, um, your hops, um, your sugar, while well, your sugar kind of comes from the yeast and everything like that. Um, and then essentially I break it down for people that don't really know. It's kind of like making tea. Um, you know, if you will, you have your tea bag. And in my case, I used a home brewer's kit because it was my first go about. It's the easiest way to do it. So if anyone's trying to homebrew, I recommend buying it online or your local home brewing store. Buy a kit. It's so much easier. They'll, t- they'll probably give you liquid malt which um, you have less room to play around with it um, and, you know, add different flavors to it that way, but um, it's really, really easy. So um, then you basically have, for me, I had a hop sock, um, which basically or a grain sock, if you will, which had everything in it, like a tea bag would, and then you let it kind of boil in the water. And after it reaches um, your boiling point, you let it sit for about an hour, I believe. Um, and then you'll transfer it to another pot of water, pulling out that hop sock or that grain sock, um, and using just the water, like you would making tea. That's why I always use that reference. It kind of makes relatable to some people that don't know. Um, and then periodically you'll add in different ingredients. Um, so depending on what type of beer you're making, um, and what style you will use different types of hops. For me, I made a golden ale and it was all centennial hops, um, for my process specifically, um, once you get that second pot of water going, um, you need it to reach, I think 165 degrees. And again, it depends on the beer. That'll vary a little bit. I maybe for the one I made was 145, um, maybe a little bit higher, uh, maybe mixing up the two. Cause I just did a, a, another batch, which I'll dive into a little bit in a sec, but, um, about every 20 minutes we added a different amount of hops. Um, and then after that's done, you let it chill and that's considered your wart. Um, is what it called is what it's called so you let it chill for about um uh, usually around an hour ish till it drops from that one anywhere between 145 175 down to about 70 ish degrees 65 75 range just depends uh, again on what you're you're going for and then after that um i put it into my carboy which is a five gallon almost looks like those water jugs that people sometimes have in their homes um and then i added a little bit of yeast in there shook it around um, and then let it sit for about two weeks, went back two weeks later, um, siphoned it from there into a different carboy, 
where then I let it sit um, in my closet for another two weeks. And then I, some people bottle it, I ended up kegging it. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, just quickly on the wine front, um, again, it's a long process, but pick your grapes, um, mash them together, add some sugar, take, you know, different, uh, you'll want to take samples and then you'll kind of get, you know, your ABV from there. Same with the beer, take a little sample in the process, um, add sugar, add different yeast, um, different chem chemicals, if you will, um, if, as needed. And then you just let it sit in a certain temperature for a while. Same in the carboys, how I made mine, you can barrels, obviously what most people do, um, ochre steel. Um, but yeah, so wine was cool. I'm um, definitely more of a beer guy. Um, but this last batch I made, I want to, I'll touch really briefly on it, but it was pretty cool. So I was working for Hot Valley. Um, if you don't know Hot Valley, check them out. They got some good stuff. Um, they're distributed in all 50 states now. Um, but the beer just went on tap. So it was really cool. So I got with the head of brewing operations for Hot Valley and one of the five uh, main brewers from the Eugene location. And we made an IPA. Um, we used Raquel hops, which are from New Zealand. And so they have a really fruit forward aroma. Um, and tastes like an IPA. Um, if you've ever had, you know, a standard kind of your Pacific Northwest style of IPA, but just with a little more citrus. Um, I definitely, if anyone's ever had the Citrus Mistress from Hot Valley, it definitely to me tasted like a, maybe a, a more scaled back version of that, less hoppy maybe, um, and more on the, the fruity, fruity side of things. But really, really well, went on tap, so it was cool to be a part of that, um, especially, you know, young into my brewing career, if you will. So that was an honor. Um, it was really, really good. And it's still there at the Eugene location with about a half keg left. So if you're in Eugene, go check it out. It's good stuff. Hey, man, that's awesome. Uh, hopefully for the viewers, everyone is listening. You got a nice idea of what, what it's like to make, you know, beer and wine. Obviously, spirits a little different, but beer and wine, it is a fun process. And I've made successfully in the last year only two beers. I've lost two, one to mold and the other one, uh, the my um, carboy broke when I went to bottle it and I dropped like five gallons in the kitchen. So those are great experiences, but uh, I got like half of one right now, still sitting in the fridge. I'll have to make it on soon. And my dad's got uh, some wine fermenting currently uh, from the vineyard that he started in the back, but I don't know. I think alcohol is just really cool. And I think one of the best parts too is, uh, or the worst parts is the foundation of drinking. So boys, early college days, you know, no, no IDs. I'm not 21. Getting it wherever you can. And oh man, what are what are some of the worst ones that you had back in the day? Go ahead, Bryce. I'll just say, Mom, I didn't drink till I was 21. Um, I I'll never forget two bums, OG bums. They gave me a PBR and told me that was like how all beers tasted. The first sip, I spit it out. I was like, I can't. What is this? It was it was so bad. Uh, luckily I had some Bud Lights after that and I was like, hey, this is drinkable. For me personally, I'm a hard liquor person. I wouldn't say until this last year, I really found beers that desirable for me personally. Uh, I've always just been like a hard liquor person. But in my early years, you know, when you're 21, you don't have access to alcohol. Uh, you know, you kind of take whatever you can get your hands on. And so, I mean... I always got the shitty beers, PBRs, Rolling Rock, uh, Bush, which, I, you know, I, I I get it. I really do. Um, that I was getting more, you know, I don't know. I was able to secure one bottle of vodka in my sophomore year and made that whole thing last a year. And but it was it was super strong. And so I don't know. That was kind of my early years experience. 
And it's funny, post-college or uh, post-undergraduate, I went to a bachelor party and we probably had 10 different beers. And that was the first time I really like opened my mind to trying new stuff. And that's when I found out I like wheat beers. I'm a big Budweiser guy, um, like Budweiser, Miller Lights, uh, Banquet Coolers. And then in my local town, we have um, the Iron Monk Brewery. And when they make a Stillwater wheat, which is, I, I guess it describes like a super just wheat beer and i i love it that was the first beer i could like actually drink casually but i don't know that's kind of been my experience yeah i, I know eddie's super happy because the boys back in the day used to crush beers now nah, give me a vodka red bull a vodka crayon i'll be chilling now that that's me personally i know i know uh, uh, daniel yeah i towards the end of there bryce i definitely feel what you mean about like changing taste towards like the uh as we as we got older because I know I don't know if I throughout college I really had like other than also PBR that I was just like yeah I'm not gonna drink this at all but because for me the objective was okay what's the fastest way to get drunk like that's that's all I'm trying to do um so like I would literally have whatever it would take for that towards the end of things I kind of like the less liquid the better so I know I did have a four loco phase that I got hella judged for, but um, I have an, yeah, I have an OG four loco my freshman year, and I I've never drank one again after that. <laughs> that was a bad experience. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, kind of funny enough. I feel like a lot of things happened right when I got back to the U.S. from uh, China and Japan. But the other thing was just kind of appreciating like the different tastes. Of different alcohols a lot of times because like I said mainly in college I'm just like even even while I was overseas it was like okay what can get me fucked up the fastest um and but now it's just I don't know it's not so much more of that as a more of like appreciating the different tastes and even then I'm still kind of like new on figuring that out so I don't know too much but um it definitely is pretty interesting now kind of how that's changed but uh yeah Bryce oh uh, Wait, if you want to go first, please. Oh, you had your hand up. Go for it, man. Uh, I was just going to ask you guys a question, like, because I know you guys are more of the beer connoisseurs. Like, did you guys, like, you know, in college, like, knock out that kind of – I feel like most freshmen, when they're getting into college, it's about kind of what Daniel was saying, getting from sober to drunk to, you know, doing whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, as I've gotten older and maybe gotten past that phase a little bit or more so than I was, that is when I probably started to like actually drinking the beers. And I was wondering if it was kind of like that for you guys. Like maybe you just got over that phase way sooner in the college scene um, than maybe me and Daniel and I would say the majority of students. Go for it, Whit. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I guess going into freshman year and, and I have a question for you guys and in, in return is, um, did you guys, when did you guys start drinking for me? Um, I didn't have my first full full beer until my high school graduation party. So I was a little bit of a late bloomer in terms of a lot of my friends who got going early, you know, freshman year, sophomore year, high school. I just wasn't into it at the time, didn't feel a need for it. Then I got to college and had a little bit of freedom and it was all down from there, right? Um, but um, shout out freshman year for Keystone Light. Can't forget that as a light beer. But um, so it felt like we drank about a million and a half of those. Um, oh, yeah. But I definitely felt my, in terms of my four years at in college, um, I progressed from 
the main objective of alcohol hitting your lips is to get drunk. I really felt like I hadn't found something that I'm like, mm, I really, really genuinely deep down enjoy this and can have one or two of it. It was, okay, Keystone goes down, or leather light beer, bush light, but like whatever, goes down easy, but you need a lot of them and we're going to get drunk because that's kind of the objective, right? Um, and that what that's why you know, the four loco boom was quick. And, you know, after I feel like freshman year of doing beer, because it was probably the easiest to get our hands on, just especially going, I'll go in this school in the state of Oregon where you can't buy liquor in grocery stores like a lot of other places. Um, you know, if you had a, a bad fake idea or whatever, it would still work at some of these little rinky-dink markets, shout out Ruth. Um, but um, I feel like I hit that turning point of, okay, I want to start enjoying things i want to i want to branch out and try other stuff maybe a little bit before i was 21 i feel like the first couple years we hit it really hard um consistently and then it kind of started to be okay now now not four days a week now it's going to be two or something like that or now it's going to be one and that's when i really started to feel like once especially hitting 21 you can go to the bars and you can order you know a draft beer that's not gonna you know you can have one of them you don't have to have a zillion of them and then I feel like the dark, I just had to force myself, I feel like, to start drinking these hoppier, you know, the IPAs um, and everything. It was definitely, at first, I hated it, but I felt like it was something I had to do. And I don't know why I felt like that, but I saw maybe some of the older guys around me doing it. I'm like, okay, this is what it's going to be. This this is how I'm going to be cool, right? This, and so I feel like I've just definitely forced, forced them down. Um, I've never been a huge liquor guy until recently. Um, was never a tequila fan. Now I love a nice tequila, you know, neat around the rocks, a little bit of lime. Um, shout out T-Pain for that lyric. Um, but um, also, I really am a bourbon guy. I love bourbon. I love old fashions. That's my go-to. I'll do bourbon straight up. I'll do it on the, on the rocks, neat. However, I'm a big fan of that. Um, and I really am interested in the process of how you make liquor. I would love to do it at some point. Um, but yeah, I'll let you guys take it away after, after this. But if you want to touch on when you guys started drinking, I'm just kind of curious. Well, for me, it wasn't until I got to college. Uh, anyone that knows my family knows my mom is super against any sort of substances. So yeah, not until I got to college, never even looked at a beer. And, but funny enough, the first thing I did have was how hard alcohol. And I was just like, whoa, like first time ever drinking took one shot and I, I think I probably was probably pretty good buzz, like thinking about it. Like, I don't know, but that's one thing I do like, like about beer. You can have one. And I think even if you're not a heavy drinker, you're new into it. Like you're, you're going to be okay. It's, but you know, you may take a shot of certain tequilas and you might actually be fucked up. Uh, Eddie, I think, I know you could talk on that. You're, you got me fucked up on one shot once. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry, I'll cut in before Daniel responds. I didn't start drinking anything until college as well. So I literally had first beer. I had my first full beer freshman year of college, but really early with one of the OGs. Actually, I think Bryce, I think we were there together. I think we were in the yeah, same room. PBR, I think yeah. we were in the same room with yeah, those two guys. Yeah. Um, and I guess to quickly finish my initial question um, of my answer, yes, I had my first full beer of my high school graduation, but then that summer leading up to college, like I really don't think I drank anything else until college. So yeah. really I started drinking, drinking once, once college hit, but go take it away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And then, uh, dude, Fireball was the first liquor I ever had. And uh, I, 
well, got not belligerent, but like I got toasted off like three shots. I was super lightweight. I think of all of my friend groups of those that consistently drink, I am certainly one of the lighter weights for sure. So like that first experience was like just crazy, dude. And I'll never drink fireball again. It wasn't even like I had a hangover or anything. It was just terrible. But yeah, rest. Sorry, just to just confirm something. Was that at like an apartment at? I was in, <sighs> it was in the dorms. It was in dorms. Uh, All right. Oh, it was. Was I there for that too? I think you were. Because that's were. the reason I don't drink fireball yeah, either dude. now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Jeez, um, I forgot these stories. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I, I just, I was definitely on the same path as everyone else, honestly. Um, I stuck to just certain drinks though. Like, I don't know, my dad was like, you know, don't, don't drink, you know, some of these unless you really want to die. And I was like, eh, you know, I'll avoid them then. So I actually did avoid a lot of tequilas, which I'll ask you guys a question about tequila. Everyone has a horror story about that, but I don't, luckily. I got a good one. <laughs> yeah, luckily I'm good, but um. Yeah, no, I know, buddy. I think you you almost covered exactly how I felt about drinking beers, especially that like once I was going to be twenty one, I was like, I really just want to drink and kind of enjoy these beers now that I can go to the bars and stuff, um, and drink on draft, which I'd always heard was like so like so fantastic. So that like turned me in, and and then I think in the last two years or year and a half in the pandemic, love bourbon even more, big fan. Um, love beer even more i've tried now so many beers luckily i, I worked at total wine and more which is uh one of the largest independent retail store of alcohol in the united states wow. i got to try so much different alcohol i i really love it um it's such a cool process to just try different things for sure um but yeah i mean that's kind of my story uh and daniel I'll let you go and then after that i think everyone should give at least one horror story for tequila and yeah, go ahead, Dan. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my story is pretty much the same. Um, if you're not counting, like, because I, I guess my parents here and there for like um, New Year's or something, I did have, they did let me at some of the more quote unquote adult parties that sometimes I wasn't as entertained with the other people that were there sometimes then. But for me, it really wasn't where I was out doing it myself or like actively doing that till like, um late-ish high school going into college as well um but even then it took me quite a I still would say a fair amount of time to kind of get more used to drinking alcohol because for me or especially like my first couple of terms it was another substance that I preferred over alcohol um which I, I just like better it was a lot and at least my early college mind it was a lot easier to deal with um than alcohol with not as many as the drawbacks I felt then um especially since I didn't really like the taste of alcohol early on um but then like I don't know the, the reverse half flipped to like halfway through and then yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> take off from there huh yeah definitely good old Midori yeah. little, little Hennessy yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> You know what's funny about God. that too is I didn't even start off with it. Like, ugh, the throwback to just straight Jack a lot of times <laughs> too. Like, wait, wait, Wong, have you heard the story? Of, I, I threw a house party that almost got me kicked out of my apartment. I heard and Daniel's pod, like one of the early episodes. Okay, yeah. So, you know, Daniel, yeah. you know, Daniel texts me and he's like, oh, I'm going to bring a little alcohol. Hope it's okay. 
pulls out a whole handle of Jack and every and I, and I want to say vodka. And it was. I remember the Jack, and yeah. it was just, I'll never forget. Like I was like, this motherfucker's crazy. Like <laughs> I don't know him like I thought I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I mean diving into the horror stories with tequila. I guess I'll I'll dive right into the deep end for you guys. But uh, man, I haven't shared this with many people. But I'm out of I'm out of college a couple years now, so whatever. I don't care. But anyways, uh, my freshman year, yes, uh, my first time ever drinking tequila was Cinco de Mayo, um, and um, I'm gonna assume it was probably Jose Cuervo. I think it was the silver, and. I was at um, a certain member of the fraternity's apartment at the hub. Um, I'm not going to name drop. Same started with Jay. He was a year older than us, Eddie. So you could figure out. Anyways, um, but we were pre-gaming there a little bit, going to someone else's place. And, oh, I hated it, man. I, would, I just hated the smell. I hated the taste. But, you know, it was everyone was doing it. I was like, all right. And I don't know how much I had, but I, on the way to the party or whatever we were doing, I probably damn near humped about every street sign in Eugene. Uh, ended up with uh, some girl's bathing suit top on myself. And the rest was history. I can't really talk much on the rest. I don't really know. But um, yeah, that, that's been probably my worst of it. And then I honestly avoided it for until junior year when I went to Cabo for spring break with a couple buddies. And then um, that's when I kind of fell in love with it. Now I've gotten to really appreciate it, but really appreciate the nice tequila. Now, now it's, um, it's fun to drink it straight up, which I couldn't have imagined myself saying that, you know, four or five, six years ago. Um, but now I've, I've really gone to, you know, step it up a level and, and just have a little bit for enjoyment and not to do the things that I ended up doing that night. <laughs> Uh, do you want to go, Eddie, or you want me to? I mean, I don't really know if I have one. Oh, you know, I'll share. I'll share one because it was a kind of a group one, and it, it was it was pretty funny. But basically, uh, at the house that we lived in, we had a kind of night in. Basically, there's no parties, no nothing going on, and we brought out the tequila for the roommates. And I think uh, we must have consumed a, a fifth and a half of tequila together of two different types that were like upper end i'm not gonna say upper end but like just barely above you know i'm like death you know uh highly recommend corolejo or posado tequila delicious and not as bad of a hangover but anyways yeah we consume this throughout the night oh man i mean i'm pretty sure i could barely get into bed we didn't even clean it up we had someone take a shower <laughs> And just like just yakking, yeah, it was it was a great night. But, but that I mean, that's like the worst I've ever done with tequila, to be honest. I think I've done worse with other drinks besides that. So that's my horror story. Very very short and sweet, basically. I also ate about a half an onion. Yeah. Hey, look, the story is true, right? Tequila makes well, in the words of someone else, tequila makes your pants fall down, but tequila makes your clothes fall off, definitely. In women's <laughs> bikinis. <laughs> you know, the first time I ever blacked out my freshman year, I, I it wasn't all tequila, but I think tequila gave me the confidence to think I could drink Everclear. 
<laughs> and that is what you know but my cool tequila story i will say one time i got a free bottle i was at taylor's with some uh organ duck alumni and one of them had some money they wanted to throw around and they saw me take a shot of tequila and they liked how like the pain on my face from like taking it straight and so they bought me a bottle and they wanted to watch me pull from this bottle like a 45 dollar bottle they wanted to watch me pull from it all night and i just did it until I don't remember really what happened. I do remember walking home, but I really don't remember from getting the bottle to walking home. And I didn't get to keep the bottle, but I do remember these Oregon alumni just losing their shit for some reason, watching me pull out of this club. So I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, see, tequila and I still don't really miss it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I, I have a couple horror stories, some of which I don't remember the full details of but the one that I do fairly remember because I made such a fool out of myself for this it was uh this was before I transferred to Oregon um and it was after my first collegiate touchdown one of the upperclassmen later that night we were having a party and he wanted me to take a shot for it it was tequila and then whatever whatever it was else that I had that night and keep in mind like I'm still new to alcohol at this point too and I'm pretty sure I didn't eat that night earlier so like it just, just hit me straight and dude I don't even know I was being such a dab I know I ran around the uh, actual stadium track at one point um, just all over campus I was like running everywhere I know I did some other stupid shit that I don't really remember too well at this point but it just I was just the definition of a dab that I like. It wasn't good, um, and I know know the uh, other time I had tequila. Pretty sure I ended up punching a signpost or something, making my hand worse than it was. But yeah, I think I think that one of the biggest things, and I'll come back to one of the things is as we share these stories. Like I think we had people around us that could cover us at least so like yeah definitely everyone out there if you're going through your experiences do do make good friends that are going to look out for you honestly because otherwise you know definitely. don't ever drink alone <laughs> yeah. don't ever drink alone yeah. like um so i got a question so when eddie first asked me to come on and he told me kind of what we'd be talking about i was trying to rack my brain of things that i'd like to ask you guys and just things to talk about in general because um, I know this was super relatable to me and it'll explain a lot to you guys or at least, you know, everyone who knew me um, during my four years there. But um, for me, a lot of people know me as this very outgoing guy. Um, but deep down, I think in certain social situations um, and settings that I was internally just freaking out, just anxiety through the roof. And that is why a lot of times I would drink and drink and drink and drink to the point that I'm not even thinking about it. And then all of a sudden you wake up the next morning, but, and it was to quote unquote, take the edge up. Um, and so I want to know from your guys' perspective, because I know you guys, and I've listened to most of your guys' episodes at this point, I think not all of them. And you guys, you guys dive into some personal stuff. Um, and what, what's your guys', what was your experience rather? Um, with dealing with maybe some of that did you guys you know sometimes feel like you needed to drink to take the edge off to fit in like because that was definitely for a while that was my experience of okay I need to you know, maybe I feel a little awkward in this situation let's just get drunk you know so you guys can 
take away whoever wants to play. Yeah, Bryce, I think, I mean, you want, you want to take it? I know you, up to, sure. up to your, your comfortability, but. You know, there was a time when I was at U of O where I was running with a crowd where it was very peer pressured on me. And like, to the point of like, there was a reason I don't drink, I don't drink Jack anymore. I don't drink bourbon. A lot of stuff like it was drink until you puke type. I don't I don't want to say hazing, but type thing. And, and so, like, all I really can drink is vodka. I'll say that much. But I, I definitely can correlate with that, dude. I, I'm, you know, this is totally personal. I am horrible with girls. And so, you know, and anytime you're really in a social situation in college, they're going to be around. So I felt like I had to get – and I failed at this many times. I think it took me a really long time to learn when I'm buzz and good and not going over that line but i really felt like there was no way i could be comfortable around women or you know or i'd be super i stress drink a lot at one point when i was doing a very stressful job and that was that was a low point but i definitely understand what you're saying with because uh there i mean i think every time i drink it was probably to bring myself down from like maybe a seven or eight in intensity or something like that yeah i I relate to that yeah that's a lot of the reason i would do it too you know just to like make myself more comfortable especially you know a lot of times you're out and about and you don't know a lot of these people and it's like you never know what's going to come your way so you try to be ready and by being ready you're, you you want to make sure you're nice and loose you know yeah dude i mean i think you and i both met pretty well going to the same social events yeah and doing this you know i've seen how we both acted at certain parties and it's like i think it makes it very clear that when you're dr- when you're buzzed and I'm buzzed, we're way more fun than maybe we usually are. Personalities are a little more out there for everyone. And, so. and, I, can, and I can say, looking back now, because, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of, of this pod, that um, the past year and a half, we've, everyone's had a lot of time to think and reflect. And me especially, I feel like I've reflected on how I acted when I, you know, just how I acted throughout the entire four years and my entire four years in general, but specific to this situation. Um, I really was able to reflect on like certain, like even just pinpoint to certain nights back and be like, okay, in my head at the time, I thought, you know, getting this drunk and acting this way or whatever it may be would, you know, be cool and make me loose and more fun. But then looking back on it, I'm like, it probably turned a lot of people off and not saying that I regret doing that because I don't necessarily want to live life with a lot of regrets. Like when I look back at my four years, I had, I had a goddamn blast. That's what college is for. You know, you live and you learn, you make mistakes, and you also have your high points. And um, I think that uh, it was definitely something where now, if I could redo college, there would be 90% of the nights that I wouldn't have that extra, you know, two or three drinks or whatever it may be. Um, Just to, you know, but riding that line is hard. It's hard for a lot of people. It's hard for myself. Um, You know, it's no, no easy task, you know, between just knowing your limits. Yeah, no, I think I was actually going to touch on that was uh, in the beginning, it definitely was for me. And I know I did talk about it in the mental health episode. Like when I was playing sports, I had to like do things a certain way in order to not, you know, fall off the edge and have panic attack stuff. So one of the big things with social events when I knew there was going to be alcohol was like in the beginning, it definitely was drink to make sure that I can be social and I can be there for a long while and I can stay in it. Exactly. And then eventually it was like drink enough that I can be social, but I don't need to go overboard 
And then it was any time during that time period that I wanted to go overboard was definitely because I was like, let's just, let's, let's just send it, it let's and, go. and we're going to have a great night. And like that, yeah, exactly, man. Um, the spring games, uh, to the people that are potentially listening to this, the spring game nights were the most legendary for me personally and for a lot of the bums that we know. I mean, across friend groups, um, those are the nights where I definitely was like, you know what, I'm amongst friends, they got my back, or just we're set, we're setting sail, you know, as we say, setting sail to the cove. Cow cove, baby. <laughs> cove. Uh, but yeah, no, that it is hard to control sometimes. I think it took me a good like two years or so to get there for sure, at least. Um, before we get to that line, what about you, Daniel? Or sorry, I just want to say I think I think it's really tough to tell when you're about to hit that limit because it really is the difference between, in my opinion, even six ounces of a beer and half a shot. You know, what I mean, can be that difference. And like once you're over it, you're there's no going back really. Well, and also um, so, like, like when you're in a social situation, it's just comfortable to have a, something in your hand, whether it be a cup of water or a cup of booze. You know. And that's why Absolutely. I feel like it's just a quick go, go, go. And then you're out, you re-up. You don't necessarily take a break. Maybe some do. Maybe I'm just built different. I don't know. But, you know, anyways, Dan, I'll go ahead. Uh, yeah, kind of going off of what you were kind of saying, always having something in your hand. For me, it wasn't as much of using alcohol or anything to have, like, because for me, I'm, I'm pretty introverted. So, like, a lot of times social settings can be pretty difficult for me. Um, in terms of like talking and getting to know people that I don't know. Um, but for me, a lot of times it wasn't the drinking more, of, whereas it was more of the appearance of having something and everything. And it was just making sure that like, I guess in a lot of those situations, having something in my hand. So like if I needed to play off being more drunk than I am, I could um, or vice versa or whatever. But a lot of times for me too, going into a lot of social situations, it would be different phases of things where like, if I got past this phase then it would be different. Um, and so, and then some nights I didn't get past that or anything. So like the nights where I get, went really, really hard is where like kind of the whole dam broke and like a lot of the things kind of went off. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's certain things that set that off, but a lot of times for me, it wasn't necessarily having alcohol or anything to like keep my nerves down or anything like that, or trying to be sociable a lot of times. I, I know I do get a lot more talkative when I uh, do have alcohol, but um, unless if I have like a lot of, um, to the point where I'm just like extremely placid, which I can only think of like maybe once or twice that's ever happened. I still, I can't get rid of like my main filter that's there so it's like even if I am pretty drunk I still have like that I guess as a fail safe so so I'm not doing dumb shit I guess like I know dumb shit happens but nothing like that'll legally put me into trouble or anything like that so I mean and you'll learn a lot from drinking too whether it's having a beer or two and driving home after you know watching a game with your buddies or at a sports bar or whatever or you learn a lot from also having you know 20 drinks in a Mm-hmm. there's a lesson to be learned in, in no matter how much you have it also depends on the situation like something may go on why you're having one or two or why you're having 20 but that kind of situation will always be ingrained in your mind and it'll, it'll teach you something for the good and the bad you know yeah definitely absolutely um i think def- i i really agree with you down on the appearance part because there were definitely nights where it was like 
I'm too nervous to drink, but I know everyone's going to ask me and bother me about it. So yeah, here's this in my hand. Um, don't worry. I'm drinking, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, those are, <laughs> it's good I mean, you definitely do learn a lot. Yeah. Definitely. I have definitely lied about there being alcohol in my cup multiple times and like lying my ass off to certain people like i'm telling you dude there's vodka in here i promise like i'm i'm fucked up you know pretend <laughs> swirling yeah I, I pretended to be more drunk than i was in certain situations um i mean people can say what they want about that but there, i've definitely been in situations where i felt like i needed to do that to keep appearances but uh to get probably a little little lighter than the current topic which is i mean which we love to tackle don't get me wrong um, I think it's important we all share a lot of these stories. That way everyone doesn't feel like, um, you know, people don't feel like, oh, man, I wasn't drinking yet and I'm in college. I mean, I think that was kind of huge to think about that the most of us really only drank when we started just about got to college versus I know a lot of people had started before. So, oh yeah, you know, start whenever, man. I mean, hopefully you're with good friends like I was, you know, when you're drinking for the first time and things like that. So um, but I think do not part, drink alone. Yeah, don't drink alone. I think. Definitely what I want to get at next is what are some drinks that are never again? I know we kind of alluded to some of them, but there are certain brands that are never again. What are some like in-betweeners or what's, what's like a, a classic for you? And then what's like, oh, I love this. You want to start off, Bryce? Yeah, I'll talk about the time you were drinking the expired Blue Moons, Eddie. How about that? I've never been so sick to my stomach with a beer in my life. You were drinking, you know, that bum, you know, our roommate brought us. He brought us a, like a 24 rack of Blue Moons that were expired. Remember from his job, he was getting. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Do you remember how many Blue Moons we had in our fridge? The yeah, whole bottom that section was disgusting. Was cool, just blue. But you drank that stuff like it was. Rel- I, I oh, started yeah. throwing those away. I couldn't. I couldn't Thank even you. handle it. The Thank smell. you. Thank you for that, <laughs> dude. That was that really turned me off from beer for a while. Just yeah. I, I tried to drink one and it was, oh my god, never again. <laughs> what about you, Wit? Um, you know, I, I was trying to think as soon as you asked Eddie about it. Uh, is there anything I would never drink again? And I, it's easy for me to sit and say, well, I'll never have a four loco again, or I'll never have a Mad Dog again. And I probably will never listen. Hold on. Um, I need some explanations yeah, on the mad dog. And, and what I mean by that is I'm never going to go out and, and seek that. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm buying a full of that. But if someone, if I was in some kind of social situation, someone's like, hey, you want a sip of this? Like, depending on the mood and the night I was having, like maybe I, I would try just for old time's sake, but I guess I would never go seek that, that beverage out again. Um, there's no like really liquor for me that I'm like, eh, never again. I, I like, I, I had my fair share of, um, you know, bad nights with fireball and everything like that. Um, for a while, senior year, I think I was grabbing, uh, you know, how they have like box brands. Yeah. I was doing box fireball and I'm sure for legal purposes, they can't sell that anymore, but, um, I was doing that for a while. So, I mean, I can maybe say fireball, but I, I, I still, you know, if I'm ever at back at, you know, at a ducks football tailgate and, you know, we're back with some of the younger guys or, you know, back old, old, old time's sake, maybe I'll do it. But I really think that all the alcohol that I said I would never do again, um, like tequila, for instance, I didn't do it for about a year and a half, two years. I think I'd have been enough time for me because I hadn't drinking it enough. I just had like a weird experience off of it. 
that I would do it again. So I, I really don't think for me, there's anything that I'm like, nope, never again. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, if I think of something, I'll, I'll interject and let you know. But, um, but what about you, Eddie? Um, I actually, I don't think I have the willpower to consume too much fireball ever again. Um, or actually, you know, is another one that I just thought of right now is uh, Malibu uh coconut rum i don't have the willpower because it's too sweet for me and it, it just it just is coming back up almost immediately and the last one would be jose cuervo silver i you know man i gotta just mix that somehow and just and just get into a zone to drink it but i really would rather never ever again uh drink that uh daniel yeah i guess for me other than a pbr um I probably would drink most things. Um, I don't, yeah, other than that, I don't have like a strong disdain for many things. Um, I definitely, I guess I have my preferences now, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's like a specific thing that I'd be like, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm just going to turn that away. Um, but I know I really, really enjoy soju now, um, Sapporo, um, Let's see, still Hennessy and some other stuff. But uh, yeah, Bryce. I was about to say, man, I, I guess I can speak on stuff I can't drink anymore. But I used, man, I used to run orange juice from 7-Eleven and like maybe like four or five shots of Malibu back in the day, bro. That used to be my go-to. I would drink that walking from the hub to Taylor's and be perfectly lit. I had that down to a science. And yeah, Hennessy and Dr. Pepper, surprisingly, I don't know why I love that, but I can shrink, I can drink straight Hennessy too, which I know there's some bums that cannot, uh, go ahead. Eddie. Oh, I was going to tell you one, one, before we get into maybe the, our classics, one, uh, uh, thing you'll never drink again is a uh, famous video of, uh, you trying to drink some bourbon at the house. Oh, yeah. dude, it almost came back up all oh, the, the table. With the Dr. Pepper video. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll tell those two stories. So like I said, uh, there was a time in my life where I ran a group of people that, um, let's just say alcohol, just some bad situations for me. And the two main ones was Jack. I can't even smell Jack without kind of puking in my mouth. Like even thinking about it legit makes my stomach hurt now. And this probably happened in 2016. Maybe. It's been a while. I can't, I cannot even, I don't even like looking at Jack. That's how like it gets me feeling. And then bourbon. I'm trying to get back to bourbon. But as Eddie knows, every time I drink it, no matter the chaser, I end up throwing it in my mouth and then drinking my puke. And it's it's gross. But it's, I also don't like to be that guy that pukes. Like I, I used to be a big dab in my early years. And thank God the bums bullied me over it. And that, that was a good type of bullying, I think, because man, I was getting myself in some bad situations throwing up at certain places. <laughs> Party. Um, go ahead wait yeah well so i was gonna say you know maybe a, a tip for if you do want to get into bourbon um what i would recommend is maybe do like start with manhattan's typically they have a fairly strong bourbon taste depending on who's making it what you're using yada 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 um i my go-to bourbons i would say my top three um in no particular order but basil hayden i really do enjoy basil hayden's really good um, you know, my I gotta shout out my roots. I really like Woodford Reserve and Bullet Bourbon as well. I like the rye. Bullet well. Bourbon. Um, and you know, you know, start with maybe a stronger, um, you know, bourbon flavored cocktail, and then regress into or 
probably, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you want to think about it, but essentially then move your way into on the rocks. Um, and that way it tends to, if you let it sit, you drink it slow, you know, normally. Um, that way it gets a little watered down for you. The, the bite, if you will, if that's a problem for you, is less bad. And then essentially it becomes second nature. <laughs> um, that, thank you. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. And actually, what do you remind me of? the classic bum drink uh that we had for the longest time which i don't know if we want to drink anymore but i don't know bold bourbon oh my god the absolute buffoonery that we have gone out to as a group drinking that um yeah it's just insane uh across a couple trips party nights uh we've had someone chase it with uh, muscle milk and yeah. Oh, dude. Great times. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great times with bull bourbon. But yeah, I, I do love it though. Still for sure. It's a classic. Definitely. Bryce. It was great times. You drank so much that you had. It was okay. It punched me in the dick. <laughs> yeah. 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 You thought that was a good idea, but it was, it was halfway my fault too. It was a 50-50. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, that was all in bull bourbon. Bull and, bourbon. <laughs> and we had other bums threatening to shoot people's kneecaps, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. we had bums jumping off uh, large, <laughs> terraces and then uh you know it's just drink, classic drink so with people drink. you need you yeah, need exactly. those uh dads and moms in the groups to make sure you don't actually die you know absolutely which ironically i was almost never a dad on those bowl of bourbon trips to be honest i was usually one of those partake i i think i was partaking in a lot of the time you always partake i don't know why you would ever think with you bullet. were a dad yeah, bullet. oh dude i had to go in and he hears the word bullet not even bourbon his eye he kind of perks up a little bit starts looking around <laughs> for it it's like oh, i meant the bullet train dude not yeah. um, no it's a classic i think the other one too i was surprised bryce when you did have uh bourbon at our place uh for the before the or after the paco champion game that you got a. Uh, you got Schwacey off one shot. Did, what, you got to tell Wit with this bourbon. What this was no, it's, this was no regular bourbon though. Bourbon though. It's a uh, Rip Van Winkle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that so? I, there's like Pappy Van Winkle, which is like expensive as hell. Is that yeah. similar? Yeah. It was. I think it was like the twelve or fifteen year yeah. that he he got to try and and yeah, it's delicious. But I've it was there. it was. Oh, go ahead. I have no regrets over drinking it. It was. Amate the flavor was amazing, but holy cow! After one shot, I there's literally a video of me like leaning on a chair, just like my eyes are kind of rolled back, getting a little red. I'm just I was struggling. And, and you know, to me I, with bourbon, it's it's hard to drink a lot. And like I would never want to just buy a bottle of bullet and you know take pulls or take shots. Of it. Um, I've done it in the past, but I prefer to either do it straight up and drink it slow mix it in a cocktail but i'm never like i was never wanting college to be like i'm gonna buy a bottle of i got to the whiskey point but i was doing like jack honey which you know it's kind of like hennessy um but i would never buy just a bottle and just go ham on it but right so i kind of want to know what you guys are thinking like cocktail wise like what's some go-to's what's a good one that's something i would say right now i'm probably getting more into and wanting to explore more recently i've been doing a couple long island iced teas with a buddy I like those. They're all right. They're man. They hit a lot of hard. They hit harder than I would thought. The name Long Island Iced Tea. I was kind of expecting something more sweet. I've always been a big vodka cran, vodka Red Bull, but I do want to like expand my horizons and kind of just getting like your guys' go tos maybe. 
Uh, I think it's a great transition for <clears throat> kind of as we wrap it up here to kind of the future of our drinking for sure. Bryce, I'd recommend in addition to having um, a Manhattan, I mean, if you want to at some point get to an old fashioned, delicious, although it's a little more straight bourbon, but yeah, um, dude, flames. Anyways, in addition, I love mojitos so much. I don't drink rum very often. Well, actually, that's a lie. I do drink dark rum a lot. Say, that's I a big lie. Uh, but like white rum and mojitos, uh, dude, they're just, I mean, just off the hook. And I love mint so much and, and like lime flavor that it's just beautiful. Like it's such a great combination. Um, I think, I mean, I think it's kind of my only other one. I mean, margarita is obviously classic for tequilas and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, anyone else? No, I don't have anything specific. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, um, <clears throat> I old fashioned is always my go to. I love old fashioned. Um, for me, I don't know how you make yours, Eddie. If you do make them at home, I recommend this is how I make mine. Um, you, you bourbon a choice, whatever. A um, little bit of bitters, um, muddle up a, an orange slice, muddle up a, you know, not a maraschino cherry, but a cocktail cherry is kind of what I call them. Um, and then dump, if you buy like a box of like the sugar in the rod, just the little packets, muddle that with the with the bitters and the cherry and the orange and then the bourbon and everything. Oh, that's that's how I don't, I don't like to use a simple syrup, but that's how I make mine. So I'm, I'm old fashioned out of the way. I have been getting into more Manhattans because they're a little stiffer and, and especially a lot of times you're serving like a martini glass. So you feel a little bit, you know, a little more proper. Um, but, you know, I love mint. Um, last week I made a blueberry mint margarita. It was phenomenal. Um, it was really, really good. Recommend that. Just muddle up some uh, some mint, an orange, a lime, a little bit of triple sec, a little bit of tequila. Throw some ice over there. Get your, get your, your lime juice or whatever kind of mix you want to use. And then, you know, put some mint in there. Kind of give it a little shake. And there you go. It's really good stuff. Add your blueberry as well. Um, I used blueberry jam and it turned out pretty good. Um, give it a nice pretty color um, you know it just I'm always into just you know nice bourbon nice tequila just on the rocks and you know it also depends on the setting as well but getting a little more, more into scotch um, Johnny Walker blue label phenomenal it also breaks your bank like a mother effort um, so be wary of that but yeah I would say that you know and always a nice beer if I can find good craft beer which is you know what I love doing it always for me is, is you know a fallback if you will but always a winner for sure uh, i was gonna say yeah definitely got into scotch more mccallan not bad uh shield die is also very good i just really enjoy it um you had bushmills uh i haven't had that yet no, i don't think i maybe have had it but i was maybe a little choice yet it, it's it's unfortunate well not unfortunate the fortunate part is there's so much to try and that was the coolest part about my job previously so as we look to wrap it up in the last couple minutes here um anyone want to just put it forth you know some drinks you've had recently that just knock your socks off or something that's a classic for you and then maybe some other closing thoughts about alcohol in general wrap it up yeah bryce i just my final thoughts is i just want to pay homage to the og taylor's ducket that will forever hold a special place when they put it in the bucket too that's how you know man that was probably too much alcohol <laughs> but hey that because that's what it's like Sprite, Red Bull, vodka, and blue. Curacao. Curacao. Yeah. Curacao, yeah. If anyone's listening to this, make yourself one of those. Do yourself a big favor. But I, I always want to pay homage to the Ducket. Many great memories on those bad boys. Go ahead. 
uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of get my wrap up piece and let you guys finish off here. But um, yeah, I mean, alcohol, I've, it's gone to a point for me within the last four years where, you know, even the last five or six years where at first it was fun to just drink, like we said at the beginning to get drunk, but I became really fascinated in the process and the creative side that goes in it because it's really, really cool. It's really fascinating. I mean, there's a lot of science that goes into it, which is ironic because I am so bad at science and math and all that, but I, I you know, I find a way if I love it enough, I'll, I'll, I'll learn, I'll read a book, you know, um, so I really do enjoy the creative process because then it gives me a better insight into what I'm drinking and I can really look for, you know, specific notes, whether it be beer, whether it be wine, liquor, just no matter what it is. And I, I find the, the origins fascinating behind alcohol um, and just a lot of different stuff. So if you ever have any questions, anyone listening or you guys just hit me up, um, you know, some, if you have my number, text me, call me. I love talking about this. I'll do it all day. You know, I've <laughs> talked a lot, so I didn't mean over it overtake some of you guys but um or you know if you don't know me quite well my instagram is drip on more everyday L review um go ahead and shoot me a message and i'd love to chat with you about it um eddie last thing i would love to at some point make a batch of beer with you um you know i don't know what your <clears throat> you know what your dream job is um obviously i want to start my brewery um it's going to happen i've been dedicated to it for the last you know four or five years and it's it's something that i want to do by the time I'm 30, so about five and a half, six years. Um, and I would want to do it with friends, whether from the first the day I thought about this, I was like, I want to do this with about five or six people that I know fairly well. Um, so again, I don't know what you want to do with your life, but you know, if you ever want to join the team, I would love to have you very knowledgeable and you're a great guy. So you guys are all great guys. I appreciate you having me on. Daniel, you want to go before wrap it up? Um. I don't know. My final thoughts, I mean, I'm still learning different things and still kind of getting adjusted other than the preferences that I already kind of stated before. There's nothing too special. I mean, I'm willing to try pretty much anything at this point and just go from there. So, I mean, that's just kind of how it is for me right now. But uh, yeah. No, I think the coolest thing about alcohol that hopefully everyone kind of heard as we talked was it's Obviously, when you're younger, it's that thing where you want to drink all the time. But I don't know, I did, like Bryce kind of motioned to, it brings people together for sure. And eventually kind of can turn into a passion, you know, or it could just be something that you just enjoy on the side. I mean, take some time, look up different beers or alcohols or whatever, and, and do a little research on, which I know sounds kind of like dumb, but feel free to and, and get to see what's out there. Woody, do you want to say? Um, yeah, there is a great, great <clears throat> website for this. Um, and of course I'm blanking on it right now. Um, it is called, um, I want to say it's, oh, it's wineless 101. Maybe I'll let you kind of finish up and we'll look it up really quick because it's an awesome site for wine, liquor, beer. It's literally, it dumbs everything down to make it so relatable, but also it has certain vocabulary terms that are highlighted. If you just scroll your arrow over it on the computer, it shows you definite definition of this word. This is how I've learned basically everything that I know other than drinking and trying, which is a big part of it. I want to say it's called um, like vino list or wine list or something like that. Um, but it is incredible. Um, so I'll let you finish up. And if I find it, I find it. If not, I'll comment on one of your social medias or something. Yeah. We, we can always link it when we post about this episode for sure. Um, and yeah, no, Woody, really appreciate you coming on, man. And talking about this, honestly, probably be down to having the future. You know, this is just the beginning of what we're doing here and hoping to come back to a lot of these topics. 
Um, would love to work at a brewery for sure, or at least help out in some way. Um, I, who knows? Maybe it is in the career path. Yeah, Bryce? Yeah, I was going to say, I'd love to get someone on here that's a big IPA guy. And I'd really like to pick their mind on IPAs because yeah. I'm not the biggest IPA guy, but I want to have a conversation about it in the future. If you, yeah, could ask me one, if you could ask me one question about IPAs, what would you want to ask? And I'll see if I can answer is it not just a stronger regular beer? I'm so like they every IPA I've had tastes so much different from every beer I've had, but it's told I'm told it's a beer. And I'm like, this doesn't even taste like a beer. What? So essentially it's the hops. It comes down to the hops and, and definitely the, the grain and the malt that you're using. Um, the hops um, that we use, the Raquel hops for the New Zealand, the New Zealand hops that we use for the beer I just help with Hop Valley. Um, it literally, the hops smell exactly like that beer taste. It is wild. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I'll, I'll break it down like this for you. Like, okay, you have with, with candy, you'll have Skittles, you'll have M&Ms. They obviously are going to taste different because one's chocolate, one's whatever the hell Skittles are made of. Yeah, sugar. And, and it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's just, it's the different flavors come from just different ingredients. Oh, okay. that's a, I guess an easy way to put it and I can dive more in depth to this but at the base I would say you know that it just it, it's a different process different hops um you know it's just like with with marijuana different strains essentially are gonna maybe taste and, and affect you a little bit differently same same with hops just it, it's gonna affect the taste um not necessarily the alcohol um I actually don't know. That's, I'm going to look this up myself because usually it's it's the amount of sugar that you're getting to ferment from the yeast, which is where you'll get your, your alcohol content from. Um, but it, it, the, the flavor and the taste come from those hops. They're really, really aromatic. Sometimes you're like, oh, these are disgusting, but that's yeah. There you go. I mean, that's why we got to come back to some of these topics. There's so much more to, to, to learn and talk about for sure. Um, yeah, Woody, thank you so much for coming on, man, and appreciate it. And we'll for sure hit you and link your uh, stuff on Instagram once we post about this. And, uh, yeah, everyone else, have a great day. Um, feel free to hit us up in our DMs about, you know, favorite beers or even just comment on our stuff or other alcohols. Uh, like Woody said, you know, his everyday ale review DMs wide open. Anyone have any questions or reach out to him. Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you around next time. Take it easy, guys.